Whew, wow, it's cold out here. In fact, this is uh, the coldest day in quite a few years, I think. Uh, currently 22 degrees Fahrenheit and quite breezy. And uh, going down to around 8 degrees tonight. So, uh, why am I outside walking around in this horrible weather? Well, I'm going to Brooklyn to go see a movie. Yes. Have the day off today, and uh, it's a Friday, and I'm gonna go see. Uh, let me put my hood up here. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna go see Assault on Precinct 13 from 1976. Yes. I'm going to the Alamo Draft House. Ah! I'll be in. I'll be indoors most of the time. Right. Boss away for the boss to finish. Ah! Oh my god, I. Jeez! Even my teeth are hurting it because it's so. What the hell, man? I wasn't ready for this. Now listen, I realize it might be better just to stay home with such weather, but uh, I want to go out! I don't want to sit around a house all day. See, I'm going to Alamo Draft House uh, in uh, downtown Brooklyn. It's at. Uh, a mall called City Point. And I know I went there a couple years ago to City Point. They have the Alamo Draft House, the movie theater, and they have the Decalb Food Hall, right? With a lot of cool foods. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. What have I gotten myself into? It's only going to get colder as the day progresses, too, you know. Anyway. Whew, yeah, so. The movie's at 3.25, so it's about getting the 1.30 bus, so. Hopefully I'll be able to get there in time, as long as there's no transit delays. They don't let you in after the movie starts. That's the whole, like, they're very strict, apparently, there. You know, I was thinking about it. I don't think I, I don't think I ever, I went to a movie at Alamo Draft House maybe just once. Back in 2009. <laughs> oh, my God, this wind. I, I went to... Oh my god, there's garbage cans flying across the street. What the hell did I get myself into? Yikes. I didn't really... Oh my god. That car just drove down the road. Fit just between these two garbage cans that just flew out into the road. Yeah. Oh my god. I, th I know I went to Alamo Draft House when I went to... Austin, Texas in 2009, and we saw the Michael Jackson movie about the tour. What was that movie called? About the, the Michael Jackson tour before he died? I uh, forget what it was called. But yeah, you can, you can get food and drinks and beer and stuff. I remember I got Guinness and some macaroni and cheese. But anyway, I did stop by this. this so I don't think I've ever been to... I, I, I stopped by this one a couple years ago when I went to the, that mall, but I didn't go to see a movie there. And uh, there's, there's one downtown Manhattan. I haven't been to that one. There's one... There's the other one. And then there's one in uh, Yonkers. I don't know, man. I, don't, I think that's the only time I ever went to there was in 2009. Really? Could have sworn I've been to Alamo Draft House since then. It's so weird. 
only been there once in 2009. It doesn't make any sense. I felt like I've gone more. Anyway, they have, uh, they have like some of the carpeting from The Shining, you know, the hexagonal carpeting from the Overlook Hotel. They have like a wax museum there. It's a whole thing. Uh, so yeah, as soon as I get to the bus terminal, I can just take a subway down there. So, and it won't be as cold in New York because the buildings act as kind of like radiators, so it'll be a little bit less chill. This is, uh, this is a wild scene here. But at least I got my archiving done. I spent all morning. It's a, it's, it's a like after one, yeah, it's like one o'clock, one, one fifteen right now. I spent all morning working on my archiving for January 2023. Got it done. You know, updating the book each month. Takes a while. Ah, this is crazy. Uh, so yeah, Salt on Precinct 13 is a movie by John Carpenter. I may have seen it. I have no memory of ever seeing it before. But it's a new 4K transfer. I guess they transfer the original film or film negative to produce this new digital version. I know this place does have a 35mm projector. I think they have shown movies in 35mm. As I recall, a couple years ago, they showed uh, Shock Treatment, one of my favorite movies, the sequel to Rocky Horror Show. And they had it on 35mm. I didn't go, though. I should have gone. Ah! But this is... Uh, but, you know, it's like John Carpenter wrote, directed, and did the music. He did everything. And I think this is it's about some sort of, like, gangs attacking police station or something. I don't really know. It looks good, though. It's 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 less depressing than going to see like a current movie because there really are no current movies. The only other one I was thinking of was there's a new uh, anime movie, Sword Art Online. I'm not really into Sword Art that much. I mean, I've heard about it a lot, but it's not really that exciting. But then after see this place, there's a mall, and it's a mall I haven't been to that often. So, right, I can I can go see the movie, then I can go. Check out the mall. I go to the food hall. Have some have some dinner. You see what I'm saying? And then come home in the utterly arctic conditions. What is this? Puppies for sale? The hell kind of sign is this? Puppies for sale? Was they a pup? They're advertising a puppy mill on this tree? It's not right. I don't think they should be doing that. Ah! <laughs> Can you believe this? I I I, I mean, I figured it'd be windy. But not, I wasn't expecting this. Yikes. Yeah, bad. But I feel like, yes, it's a good place. Yeah, I was thinking of some other things. Thinking of going to Philadelphia, but that's way that was way too uh, elaborate, and then not really a good choice for this incredible cold I thought about going to the Bronx Zoo but again yeah it's a lot of outside stuff so probably it probably won't be very crowded I can imagine poor animals are they outside in this weather hopefully they have little shelters for the animals or something um, 
the main thing I was thinking of doing was going to the Museum of Natural History. Uh, but I don't know. I just it just see because you know, it's all indoors and you can take a subway there, right from Port Authority. But uh, I don't know. I didn't really feel like the whole museum going to the whole museum thing today. So this is a, a good solution. A movie that I can kind of get behind. And I'm, we- I'm wearing my new T-shirt, uh, Sapphire and Steel. It is a uh, it's a T-shirt uh, with sort of a purple, orange, and yellow gradient, showing a sapphire and steel, and a clock, kind of like a melting clock kind of thing. Yeah, I'm watching it. I'm 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 on the third part. Uh, what a great show! I mean, it's it's David McCallum and Joanna Lumley, and. Uh, I really hadn't heard of this show before. I may have heard it. You know, this, this could be part of this wave of peps I've been having. Because this show seems very well known to people that are into Doctor Who and, and, and Blake 7 and all that kind of the British science fiction, from, you know, late 70s, early 80s. I think I have heard the title, but finally watching it, uh, the show is so unique. So Sapphire and Steel are these these agents from like another dimension that that try to solve issues related to like irregularities in time, right? And it, it, I suppose it, they don't really do much to explain exactly who they are, where they're coming from, but it's so dreamlike and it's such a slow pace. It's just like it just feels so different than the rushed television we're so used to. It just. Like the first episode is uh, is about these these kids and their the house is haunted and the, the parents disappeared and it just goes it just goes on and on and walking around the house investigating different things it's really wild I love that genre of of just sort of taking your time in a TV show it's amazing um, the second one was about this uh, haunted train station with some weird there's like this idea that there's these these evil entities from the beginning or the end of time that are trying to go like towards the middle of time. The train there's like these ghosts of these dead soldiers and stuff. And then the third one is really cool. It's so so dreamlike. It's basically um, this young couple and their baby are from like the the 35th century, but they've been sent back in time to uh, investigate the 20th century. So they have this invisible time capsule, and the interior of it was made to look like a uh, the interior of a normal apartment in you know like 1970s. And uh, but like they they can't go out, and no one can go in. They're sealed in. Which like why are they even there then if they're just sealed in? You know, like what use is it? Why not just be in the the reproduction of an apartment from ni- 1980, like in the future? And sapphire and steel, like it's invisible on the roof, but they can feel it, and they're, they're trying to get in. That's the part I got up to. And there's other agents, like in the first one, there's uh, lead, this big strong guy, lead. And then uh, in the second one, there's no no additional agents, but this one, silver, this guy silver comes along. What a wild show that I just never knew about before. And and that's uh, you know, Big Finish, the audio production company that d- does so much Doctor Who stuff in audio. I've heard a few of them here and there. They've also done uh, Sapphire and Steel. They brought it back. So it really is a cult show that uh, I'm so glad I finally got around to it. 
And so the T-shirt, you know, has David McCallum with just a big picture of Joanna Lumley, like in gradients of orange and yellow, just staring out at you from the T-shirt. I love this T-shirt. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have known what it was a, a few weeks ago. I, I might have recognized Joanna Lumley. I don't know. But anyway, this is ridiculous. It is so cold out here. This is absolutely ridiculous. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, it's just, it's not, it's, I mean, obviously it's going to get a lot colder later. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> from 22 now to 8. Yeah, it's a, that's a bit of a leap. Anyway. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And apparently at the mall, they have no, there's that, that bookstore called, like, Something McNally. It's not Rand McNally. It's Something McNally. Remember I saw one at uh, Rockefeller Center? It must be a new chain of bookstores. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. There's a Target there. It's always good to wander around the Target. There's even a Trader Joe's there by the food court. The food hall. I'm sorry. It's a food hall. Anyway, let me... Uh, Let me uh, pause for the moment here, put my recorder away, and get ready for the bus to arrive. Okay, we've arrived at the Port Authority bus terminal. Time is a little tight. I think I shouldn't have much problem making it. Still have over an hour to get down there. Should not take anywhere near that long. So I have to choose if I want to take the A or the Q. I saw earlier there were some delays on the Q line, so maybe I'll just take the A. That's closer to where I am at the moment, and uh, it's... Uh, but I'm going to have to walk a little bit once I get, get out down there. Right, heading down to the subway. Yeah, I was really, like, as I was mentioning, really debating what to do today. Cause I, just, I want to take advantage of a day. You know, you have time to go do something. You should go on an adventure, right? What is that? A mobile wash unit? Is it like a police thing? or Mobile wash unit. Oh, MTA. What, they can, like, wash buses and stuff in a mobile sense? <laughs> Maybe this, maybe clean up messes related to the uh, MTA, like buses. And What's going on down here? All right. Just have to tap a credit card to get in. You don't even have to like. You don't need a subway card anymore. get an A soon. Wow. We're dancing to the, the pan the pan flute music. What? A the A is now delayed? Oh come on. Twelve alright, twelve minutes. Twelve minutes? Uh, I guess I'll be alright. I should be all right. Even 12 minutes wait. 
the A train. Maybe I should try to get a Q. No! That's how you get messed up. Once you made a choice, stick to it. Yeah, that, that's an E. E, e. e doesn't help. terminates at the World Trade Center. Right. That's that's no good. I need to go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn. It's not too cold down here on the platform. There have been two E's and no A's. But anyway, um, yeah, I have uh, had a weird issue with the deck of playing cards. There's another E going the other way. <laughs> so many E's. I really, it's hard to talk down here, right? Because it's so loud. It's so loud. But I got these playing cards, right? Ah, hold on. I had these playing cards that I got that probably were the most expensive deck of playing cards ever. It was like 40 bucks for one deck of cards. Really cool though from the King's Wild Project there uh, uh, called El Dorado. And um, they're, they're based on cards from like the late 1800s. And uh, the reason, oh my god, okay, well, wait, wait, wait till the E train goes by. The reason I, I need playing cards is I play the, my solitaire game called Flea Devil Solitaire, which... Okay, there we go. Another A going the other way. What is going on? <laughs> Shouldn't be too much longer. So anyway, um, I, have a, I invented a, a, a solitaire game called Flea Devil Solitaire. And the rules of which are in the, the book, the, uh, the Overnight Escape Underground, or the Ansa radio station inside a book. And this is a solitaire game where you hold the deck in your hands at all times. You don't need to, you know, like a normal solitaire, you shuffle the deck and then you place the cards on a table in a different pattern. No, in Flea Devil, you hold the, you hold the cards in your hand at all times. And um, I really settled on the rules a month or two back after a flurry of activity, really, uh, uh, you know, making refinements to the rules. I think this is just incredible. It's an incredible game. I play it all the time, right? What the hell is this now? 
just someone just playing music, or is it like a like like on a CD, or, or is it actual like live? I can't get away from this annoying music. Anyway, so the cards themselves are very important playing flea devil solitaire. They need to, you know, you really are constantly handling the cards. You know, you're putting cards face face up on the top of the deck, face you know on the bottom of the deck. There's all sorts of stuff going on. If anyone has, can try playing it based on my rules, I would love if you could do it. It's on the latest edition of the book. Um, but anyway, this deck was really, really nice, really great for Flea Devil. But something started happening. These strange spots started appearing on the cards. And uh, I, I couldn't quite figure it out. There's another E-Train. There's a third E-Train going southbound. And still no A. Oh, my God. Come on, I need to go see a movie. The movie's at 325, so I mean, if I get there at 2.55, well, I should, I should. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. They said you can get there half hour early, but hopefully it'll be here soon. Anyway, um, these spots starting appearing on the, on the cards, right? Both on the fronts and the backs. Little, about a millimeter or two across... Uh, little, like green spots, uh, hundreds of them, all over, all over, so many, ca- every card, and uh, you could feel them. And if you you took your fingernail, you could like, uh, you could. Uh, I should have taken the Q. I'm telling you, I probably should have taken the Q train. See, I should have taken the Q. Damn it. Anyway. You, you could actually scrape them off very gently with your fingernail. Like, what the hell is going on here? There is nothing about... you know. I, I've played Flea Devil with dozens and dozens of different decks. I've never seen this phenomenon before. So it's not anything in my environment that's causing this. Uh, you know, in Flea Devil, the cards are together in the deck in, in all different orientations. So basically, uh, the front they could be front to back, front to front, or back to back, right? So... Um, It mu- I, I figured it must be because the backs of the cards are green, like green and gold, and the spots that are forming are like a dark green color. So I'm thinking that it makes sense that um, something about there's some sort of coating or some sort of ink or something. And here, oh, here's a C train. I could take the C, but that's going to take even longer because that's a local. Uh, figured, you know, and then I couldn't, because those spots were like sticking, so it made it much harder to play. I couldn't really even play Flea Devil with it anymore. So I figured I'd take a picture and write the company. And they wrote back saying, we have no idea what's going on. We've never seen this before, you know, but if you want a refund, we can give you a refund. I'm like, okay, well, it's 40 bucks. I'm like, all right, give me a refund. But I just want to let you know about this. It's a strange phenomenon. I've never seen it before. They didn't say anything in terms of they were very nice. They're like, have a blessed day, and here's your money back. And I didn't even ask for my money back. They just, they just like, oh, you can have your money back. I'm like, all right, I'll have my money back because I can't use it. The most expensive deck of cards I, I, I ever bought, and it's developing these weird little spots. You know, I, that's the only explanation is that there's some coding or some, some uh, flaw in manufacturing. You know what I mean? That something happened. Sorry, it's very noisy down here. 
my god, come on. Some, some flaw in manufacture uh, causing it. So now I have another deck by the same company called Atlantis. And uh, I, I'll try to start using that one eventually, see if that one gets spots too. You know, I, I mean, it's supposed to be very high-end playing cards, but there's something really wrong with it. Is it? Are we gonna get? Let me, let me see. There's a sign that says how long it's gonna be before it comes. I thought it's already been ten minutes. All right, with this. Uh What's it saying? There's another E. Is it the fourth or fifth E? This is ridiculous. All right, five. They're saying it's five minutes now for. Oh my! This. I'm really screwed at this point. Super delayed, I guess. Oh God! You know, I was kind of oh, I should get the cube, but now at this point, I'm like, really, this is getting ridiculous. All right. Oh God, it's yeah, it's it's definitely delayed. Fuck! I should have I should have taken the C. Damn it! I should I should have stayed by this sign to see what's going on. Oh, ha ha ha! All right, maybe I should try to get the queue at this point. This is uh, ridiculous. All right, I rushed over here and a queue came immediately. But now it's delayed in the station. So hopefully this will work out. I got the queue on the queue. This is the closest train that goes there. Should be the fastest. Fingers crossed. Can get over there. I was like rushing through the corridor of losers, man. <laughs> There's the R. That goes to the same place, but that takes a lot longer, I think. The next stop is 34th Street, Herald Square. Wait, am I on the wrong side here? No, right? This is, this is the right side, right? <laughs> what is going on? I'm having some trouble on the subways. I need to go see my, my movie. Alright, I, I think I'm going the right direction. <laughs> I am going the right direction, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. on the bridge now. That's how we get across the river on the bridge. I think this goes back underground though. If I'm not mistaken. What bridge is this? This may be Williamsburg Bridge. Very cool. This was the right train by the way and I'm making good time now so glad I decided even though I said it's good to stick with the original plan. Once I saw that A train was further delayed, I'm like, no. Q is the way. Oh, cool. Crossing the river now. Oh, wow. Look at this.
you're not used to getting good views from a subway, at least in Manhattan, you know. Ooh, there's, is that that city hall down there? The Verizon building? Freedom Town, One World Trade Center. All sorts of stuff. So the FDR Drive. Oh yeah, there's the Brooklyn Bridge right over there, yeah. So I think this is Williamsburg, and then the next one up is Manhattan. Yeah. Manhattan Bridge. There's one of those ferry boats. Very nice. Here we are, decaled. Oh no. in the back of the train on purpose to get the north exit, but the north exit is closed. Ugh. It's going to cut a few minutes for my time here. How am I doing here? 3.25 is when the movie starts, and we know they will not let you in. It's 3 o'clock now, so I mean, I, just, I have to be able to get over there in about 10 minutes, I have to imagine. It's right across the street from here, but... Listen, when you're in the subways, of course, there's going to be surprise delays of all sorts. All sorts. See, the most the best laid plans is mice and men, as they say. They often go astray. I like this afternoon. It's fun. It's a fun afternoon. Uh... I went on the wrong. I went on the wrong stairway. That's a crossover. It's not an exit. Okay. I'm not familiar with this stuff. Ay See, now I'm back to. Uh, I thought I had it made, and now I have another delay. All the way. The other end of the platform. wanted to have some time to look around, go to the wax museum, the video store, but I don't think I'm at time at this point. You know what I'm saying? Need to get up there. I think it's in my movie. Quite a workout. This part I do have to go outside, so hopefully not very long. God, another another exit is closed. It's on the so I have to go the point furthest from where I'm going. Oh, I better zip up. I'm freezing out there. <laughs> I need to get my orientation at this point because once you come out of the subway, it's very hard to figure out where you are. But I think that's it over there, right? 
Cal. Yeah, it's like over there. I think it's down that way. Flatbush Avenue or Decalb Avenue. I'm not, maybe it's Flatbush on the left and Decalb on the right. I don't know. Ah, come on. Oh, there's the bridge over there, yeah. That should be okay now, right? Yeah, yeah. 304, I have 21 minutes, and I should be there in much less time. There's just construction, barriers, closures everywhere. But yeah, we're in Brooklyn here. Junior's, Junior's restaurant. Hope I'm going in the right direction. I saw it over there before, but... <laughs> Listen, getting there is half the fun, okay? I mean, obviously I could have just watched this movie online, but... I wanted something to inspire me to come out to one of these outer boroughs. To go on a little adventure. So I can't see anything because there's too much construction scaffolding everywhere but I think it's over here <laughs> cookies kids department store what the hell is that some sort of ancient frightening sign let's see this has got to be it right the point city point yeah yeah the only question is how to get in. I see the Primark. I just don't see... Hmm. Can I go through the Primark to get in? Oh, come on. I can't even find the entrance to this place. Holy crap. I'm walking around in circles. Damn it. Alright, this is definitely this is definitely a place. I just got to figure out how to get in. I think the main entrance is right here, actually. Better get in. I'm not dressed. I'm not dressed properly for this this uh, freezing weather out here. Oh, there's that place called Camp. All right. Ah, oh, there's the entrance. Ah, oh, thank goodness. Up a few escalators and I'll be there. Do it. All right. Here we go. Oh, look at this is a cool mall. There must be more stuff here. I, I don't remember when I was here. I have to look it up. Probably like a 2018 kind of time period. 
this is uh, the theater is way up on like the top floor up all these escalators I think here's the target Well, another level. There are elevators. Alamo's on the fourth floor. Whew. It's a good workout coming over here. Primark's on the third floor and on the ground floor. It's a three-level Primark. So one more level up. Alamo Draft House Theater. <sighs> yeah, they have a video rental store there. It's part of their like whole concept of movies. Alright. <laughs> Alright, I see the sky. There's a skylight. That means we're at the top level here. I'm gonna go to Alamo Draft House. Beer. There it is. We're in. House of Wax, is that closed? The video vortex. Oh, they have t shirts though. Is that the whole video store here? This is like not much. The House of Wax is closed. Opens at 4 p.m. Okay. All right. I'm in theater one. Oh, cool. I saw this on... Uh, they have all these cool movie posters. They have a cool they have a movie poster for Orca. With Richard Harris and Charlotte Rampling. Wow. Remember Orca? That is some poster. Beautiful poster for Orca. Yeah, 309. I'm good. I'm good. So that's my theater, theater one. Oh my goodness, all right, let me, uh, let me see, all right, I'll figure it all out. Look, wild, wild planet, this place is cool. <laughs> There's like no one around. All right, that was quite a movie. Yeah, man, it was really cool. Yeah, when you go in, a guy comes up to you, he's like, hey, can I see your ticket? And uh, so I ordered a, uh, an IPA. What was it called? Something like Swoop Juicy IPA, something like that. So that was good to have a beer. That's all I had was one beer. There's a bunch of uh, trailers uh, in, when you walked in, like a trailer for uh, Dark Star. You know that that, that 70s movie and um, the Warriors. And there was much more. Right, here's the House of Wax. Let's go into that wax museum. All these like weird wax heads and stuff. It's like a bar. Very disturbing waxworks here. Death masks. Napoleon Bonaparte. Jeez. Really? That's what he looked like? Wild stuff. See it? Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, cool. Yeah, the video vortex. On this little setup here, you can take a picture as if you're King Kong fighting the biplanes on top of the Empire State Building. Whew. Anyway, uh, wow, I did never saw that movie before. Absolutely never saw it. It is uh, quite a movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it is a strange movie. It's 
it's a wild it's a wild movie um it has that great john carpenter synth music and uh a very slow burn pace um story is about a an assault on a police station um some very shocking scenes um but yeah i mean it's it's a very cool movie um again like like the slow pace and just sort of the slow burn confidence uh, in the direction was really quite quite amazing it's a very cool uh, cinematic experience I had read that there's an ice cream scene that almost gave the movie an X rating. So I was kind of waiting for that. I didn't know what it would involve, but uh, I saw it. Don't want to ruin it for you. I saw it. I had no idea it was coming at all. Uh, I don't know how, how like, uh, typical of, like, how many people have seen this movie. I've always heard the title, Assault on Precinct 13. I just, I would have thought I would have seen it, but no, it's just... It de- definitely is the kind of movie that we would have liked to, like to have on VHS in college in the 80s. Um, the only recognizable star in it is Kim Richards, who uh, was, uh, she was in the Escape from Witch Mountain movies. And uh, she also went on to become a real housewife. She's the only like, sort of recognizable person in the whole thing. Let me uh, check out Target here. Got to wander around Target for a few minutes. <laughs> There's guards at, in, at each entrance of this place. I guess it is Brooklyn, you know. Let's wander around Target here for a little while. Brooklyn knows the charmer under me. This is something about wandering around inside a Target. Who knew there's a, it's a Target, but there's this cool movie theater upstairs. Yeah, that was good. It was like the, just that IP it was perfect. That's all I needed. But now I'm going to go down to the market hall after this. But I saw there was this one space over here where you can, like, you can look at the uh, escalator bay over here. There's, like, a window. <laughs> it's cool. Ooh, cool candles. What do they smell like? Blackberry eucalyptus. Mmm, very fancy. It's the early dusk outside here in Brooklyn. Lamps. I do need new lampshades, but I can't carry them home. There's different kinds of lampshades. There's like, we got the wrong kind. The giant clocks, just like, just like at Hobby Lobby. The giant clocks. It's cool that there's, there's windows in this Target. This is very surreal. Yeah, there's a certain quality to that movie that I really... Um, I mean, it definitely feels similar to kind of like Night, Night of the Living Dead, like they're being attacked and they're having to like sort of barricade things. And It's a very strange movie. It really is. It's a wild movie. Um, I haven't read any reviews of it or anything. Now I want to hear some like uh, perspectives on it. is going this this target feels like very like there's nothing good it's just all this like weird pillows and blankets everywhere where's the good stuff 
I don't know, like electronics or toys or something. I don't know. This is very dreamlike. The Valentine's chocolate section. Well, Whitman sampler. Like, is the Whitman sampler really a sample of like some sort of greater world of Whitman's chocolate? Right. Here, have a Whitman's sampler. Once you've chosen your samples, there'll be much. There's a much greater world of Whitman's for you. To, like, you're supposed to buy. Like, if you eat one, like the hazelnut crunch, are you, it's a sample. So you're supposed to buy like. You know, you're supposed to like buy like a whole big case of that one flavor. You know what I mean? It feels a little just, to, just something about this. Something about it doesn't feel right. It's like space and time are a little different in here. What is this? Alani Breezeberry Alani New Breezeberry Mimosa Watermelon Wave. What are these things? They're just like uh, witches brew. What is it though? Oh, it's an energy drink. Mm. I think I see TV sets over there. <laughs> what the hell's going on in here? Do I need do I need, do I need anything here? I could go shopping, but what time is it anyway? Oh, 5:22. That's not too bad. Can check out some toys. All the Nerf armaments that I was deprived of as a child in the 70s. We, we didn't have all these these Nerf uh, the Nerf weaponry. Kids that don't know how good they have it. I mean, we had toy guns, but they weren't they weren't really as good as that. Oh, cool! I can look out in the street again. Wait, is that? Yeah, that's a subway. Look at that. That's a, but that subway entrance is is that the one that's closed or? No, someone just came out. Wait a minute, or is that the entrance I came out of? Okay. I'm totally confused because I thought where I, the entrance I came out of, I had to walk like a couple blocks to get over here. Hmm. See, I'm just not that familiar with this area. The cool games. Decks of cards. I wonder if those would develop spots too, like the $40 deck of cards. Guess not. Spike ball. Alright, I'm getting rather disenchanted with this target. Well, they have novels here. Well, one novel, Daniel Steele, The Challenge. <laughs> A couple copies. Let's see. Television sets. All sorts of electronics. How about video games? Oh, behind the counter, there's a Donkey Kong doll. Alright. Oh, there, oh, there's a bunch of books over here. All right, let's get out of here. This place is starting to annoy me. The DC Comics Encyclopedia. <laughs> oh, cool, there's a little Starbucks over there. People sitting, enjoying the view, having some coffee. More novels by the checkout lanes. Prince Harry's new book, Spare. It's like a big line to check out here. 
It's all it's mostly self checkout, you know. Let's get out of here. It's a weird vibe in here. Wow, there's two NYPD officers talking to the security agent there. What the heck's going on in here? Where is the, uh, where is this, uh, the food hall's in the basement, right? Because, yeah, I remember I was here before. You go into the basement, some food. I should try to look up when I was here. Lululemon. Yeah, this, because this is, at this level, it is like a mall. There's, like, stores in a row. Let's see what we can find. Ooh, I can feel cold air from outside. Here is a table set up if you want to join the fire department. It's a city Point. Strange. What a strange mall, man. Really weird. McNally Jackson Books. Oh, this is the place. Well, then you go downstairs. You have the Decalb, Market Hall, Trader Joe's, Taste of Katz's, Six Point Brewery. Right, let's check out this bookstore. I, I didn't go to it last time. Though. It's like a new, a new bookstore. Ooh, there's like there's multiple levels. Wow. It's like a second level. Cool. Magazines. Periodicals. Look at this place. Any interesting books? All sorts of books. Interesting. I gotta go to the second level. Oh, look, Helter Skelter. The book about uh, Charles Manson. Ooh, pens and pencils. The store feels kind of like, kind of not like a 90s feel to it, you know? On, uh, manga. There's a second level. It's pretty big. Look at this. Customer's favorite fiction. Interesting place. It's like all these wooden bookshelves. It's almost like a maze up here. Nordic literature. Thrillers, plays. This is weird, wild. It's very maze-like in here. What's going on? History and politics. It's like a very serious bookstore. Ooh, graphic design. That's my. That's my favorite. Architecture, graphic design. Huh. Cool. Well, look, I Can Cook Vegan. That's a good book. Yeah, there's some, some weird vibe about this store. I guess with all the other bookstores going out of business, maybe this smaller size. I mean, it's a pr pretty hefty bookstore, but it's not the size of like a Barnes & Noble. Maybe they found a, uh, a, ni a niche that books people are still like books. Interesting. 
see what else is down this corridor. Joybird. Oh wait, isn't that where? Yeah, I, I have two Joybird chairs. That's a good. That's a good place. Well, I love my Joybird chairs. Kind of have a mid-century modern vibe to them. I think they're pretty expensive, but I love them so much. My wife and I sit down in them next to each other, and it's like great sitting in our Joybird chairs. An art gallery. Vegan. Vegan eczema body butter. What? What? What is going on here? This, this is very strange. Roomy life. Oh, this looks interesting. It's in here. It's like a bunch of weird, like, Asian toys or something. Gi- giant, like, eight-foot-tall teddy bears. What are those? Interesting. Yeah. Like, Japanese or Korean, like... Stuff, housewares, toys. Wow. But all so maddeningly vague, you know? It is a bit vague. <laughs> it does feel like I'm walking around some sort of like reality that's just slightly off. But what are these? They're like little little hangers of filled with water and like little I guess these are things you put on your backpack or something they're filled with water and they have like little things inside it's interesting (laughs) this place is almost giving me the creeps there's something weird about this place Brooklyn Studios I think this is this is is this the, this is the entrance right across from yeah 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 I think this this the subway is right over there all right so I, I guess I can go go down here as well there's two entrances down to the, the food the food hall all right let's get let's get going down NYU dentistry all right See if there's anything good down here. I'm just trying to like figure out the vibe. Oh wow, that's some cool neon. Chi- like a Chinese uh, neon stuff. Yeah, this is a cool place, as I recall. I read there was some sort of vegan place that opened down here, but that looks like it's closed by now. Big Trader Joe's down here. Katz's Deli. Six Point Brewery. See, like, I kind of just really randomly decided to come here. I guess the question is, like, all the times I'm not here, is this all still going, you know? Right? As far as we understand, yes. This reality is of this food hall is going whether I'm here or not, but then how would I know? Right. Beer is a culture. Is it Brat's beer and schnitzels? Yeah, there's something really, just a weird vibe here. Almost like, well, this is very paranoid, but the idea that, like, this whole part of the virtual reality had to be set up very quickly because they weren't anticipating I was coming here. 
so that's why it feels a little off. I know that's not true. I know that sounds crazy, but I just figured I'd mention it. Really, I don't know if I see anything here that's particularly interesting. I think last time I got the uh, the Kati, uh, the donor kebab. No, I'm not really feeling it. Braised beef noodle soup? Yeah, no. No, there's just something odd about them. Lickle more. This place is called Lickle More Jerk. Lickle More Jerk. Fat fowl. This place is called Understudy. What is it? It's like a bar. DJ Dale and E-Rock. What's going on in here? What do they have in here? It's a weird little space. I'm not saying that reality doesn't exist unless if I'm there, obviously. I'm just saying, like, if that was the case, it would. this is what it would feel like, sort of a quickly set up, like, little reality that... Oh yeah, Kelawelli. That's that's the that's the vegan place, and it's shut down. Cafe Tacos. <laughs> so I'm wandering around here. It seems bigger than it. Like I, I keep seeing new places. Babies, buns, and buckets. BK Johnny. I don't really see anything. Oh, falafel. I don't know if I need to eat food. But let me just sit down and see if I can find uh, the last time I was here. Cafe Taco. You'd think it's Brooklyn. There'd be more vegan stuff, right? Teppan Territory. Well, they do have some plant-based stuff here. Uh, vegan ramen? Maybe. Well, I'm not that hungry, though. All right, yeah, this place is just bringing me down. I don't know what to say. All right, let me, let me figure out when I was here last. All right, looks like the last time I was here is the Overnight Escape 1407 Charm of Limits from July 12th, 2017. Visiting the new Decalb Market Hall in Brooklyn. Alamo Drafthouse Cinema City. Yep, so that's, wow, how many years ago is that? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Wow, five and a half years ago I was here. Yo. All right, well. Moritz. Pomfrit. I mean, there's definitely stuff I there's stuff I could have here, but I don't know. Let me just sit down and uh, and finish up here. Considering how long my last episode was, this can be a short one. It was almost six hours long that last episode. That was a wild one, right? That was wild. All right. I can sit down over here, across some Tepin territory.
stuck in the middle with you. All right. Anyway, today's episode is called Couch of the Seaboard Marathon. And uh, I use those two fonts I mentioned uh, last episode. The uh, font um, Hoffman, which uh, is the font that the, the Eagles football team used. Uh, for many years, up from the 70s up to like the mid-90s. And I use that to typeset uh, Couch of the Seaboard Marathon. And then I use that font Enviro from the P.F. Changs for the Overnightscape. So it's an uh, orange type on a black background. And then there's that Ansug logo that I used to use occasionally on the Overnightscape show art above. Very, very subtle dark gray on black. So Couch of the Seaboard was the idea I had for... It was going to be a radio show. Um, I always thought of it as a, as a, like a radio show where it would be like uh, the Creative Commons music. I think at one point I wanted to really find uh, Creative Commons music that was licensed under the attribution license or public domain and had lyrics in English very rare uh, combination but I thought it was a cool idea for a, the name of a radio show and then I always would always use that phrase when I'm like testing out fonts I would always just type couch of the seaboard it's just sort of a random phrase I would use I've always loved that phrase so sort of like a couch on the eastern seaboard <laughs> it's always kind of vague so I, I had an episode called couch of the seaboard so I added couch of the seaboard marathon so if this radio show really existed, we would have like a marathon, a fundraising marathon or something. I just want to bring back the name uh, Couch of the Seaboard. I always loved that name. That's the story with that. Um, yeah, uh, yesterday there was like this huge ice storm in Texas. And my brother and sister-in-law, Carrie and Joe, um, they showed pictures outside their house. Like everything was just coated in ice. Like tree limbs were falling. The power was out. It was like insanity. They really, when they got that crazy weather down south, it is really devastating. So I don't know what, I think they got their power back, but it sounded like a major issue, like a crazy, crazy ice storm. Wild stuff. Now, um, you know, I've been having these peps, past editing paranoia, which is I, I, I hear about something from the past, that I've never heard of before, but I should have. And I still think that that Gene Wolfe, as the science fiction author in his series called Book of the New Sun, like, I had never heard of that before, but apparently it's just a huge thing. I was even, like, going on this website called textfiles.org, looking at old text files, like, the top 20 sci-fi fantasy novels, and it showed, like, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, and The Book of the New Sun. Listen... I would absolutely have run across this. This is this is a classic pep, classic. It does make me think that, and I think the theory here is that uh, different versions of reality are being merged together, right? And so there's two different copies of you that are being merged together, and somehow it's supposed to seamlessly merge the memories of the two versions of you but there's something wrong with the process, and sometimes it doesn't not copy over all the memories. That's one way of looking at it. I know that sounds rather strange. 
but I hear about this. This stuff, it, but it happens in waves. Um, I do think sapphire and steel, to a lesser extent, is, is a pep. Um, although I, I could swear I've heard the name before, but it seems like something I should have really dealt more into because I'm so into Blake 7 and Doctor Who and all these all those British sci-fi shows. And even that Big Finish is making a version of it that how did I miss it? That's not as big as the Gene Wolfe one, but... Um, there was another one, though, just the other night, like two nights ago, around the same time as Gene Wolfe. My wife... Uh, doing something at work about s- breakfast cereal. She's like, have you heard of buttercup cereal? I'm like, buttercups cereal? Never heard of that, ever. So I look it up. There's a website called mrbreakfast.com. Um, and I have not reviewed this, but if you may recall, I, we, I did Central about cereal. I went through and I read every single cereal that was ever made, basically, in the U.S. at least. And uh, I have no memory of this Buttercups from General Mills. Maybe I said it on the show. I don't know. Buttercup cereal. Yeah. Buttercup cereal, 1965. Now, that's a little before my time, but as again, I'm fairly obsessed with cereal, and I have gone through these lists. Even the logo, the look of it is very distinct. I don't remember seeing that, and I would remember that. Yeah, I, I yeah. 1965 Buttercup. So again, meant more peps. And we don't really, I mean, it, it, it could just be, you know, maybe I'm in a state of mind where I'm interpreting data differently. I don't know, but anyway, that one. So there's been a, a wave of peps recently, and they happen in waves, as I mentioned, and uh, it's, a, it's a one of the mysterious phenomena. I don't think any of these phenomena should be ignored. Oh, it's just it's just my imagination. They're all clues, right? We're we're all here struggling to in this great mystery. We're inside of it. It's a puzzle we're inside of, and some people are trying to figure figure it out more than others. Some people don't care and I don't have any problem with that right if you if you don't care if you just want to live your life if you want to just take the stock answers from science or religion that's fine I don't I mean if you can stand it you're you're blessed really to not have to worry about because this bothers me every single day uh, what the hell's going on in this world what is this world right and it, you know, if this world is just to be enjoyed and experienced, why all of the questioning of? But you can't help but notice all the weirdness that doesn't seem to have an explanation, and not to mention the mystery of consciousness. How am I observing this? What is this? What is that? I can't even read that says. Ample. Ample Hills Creamery. That looks shut down, too. Um, anyway, um, so these peps that come up, it definitely is a clue, right? A clue of something going on. I mean, we know that when we dream, we're living in a world where things are not consistent and things change continually, right? There are all these scenarios. And I've been noticing also that I've been, uh, you know, I've been 
enjoying the uh, the CBD gummies, but now, right when when I when, before when they had just Delta Eight gummies, I didn't really dig Delta Eight, but then they started really coming on strong with Delta Nine, which is just THC, just like as in weed. So I've been uh, f- so both both of them, Delta Eight and Delta Nine, I find like especially if I'm going to sleep, I'll sort of start thinking about these scenarios and these storylines almost like a dream but before I'm asleep and I have to sort of shake shake my head like stop stop like this is not real but it seems like there's a reality generation system in dreaming or in your imagination something that's stimulated by the uh, cannabinoid receptors in your brain why does your brain have cannabinoid receptors anyway um but anyway, clearly our waking lives seem to be more consistent than dreaming. But are, are they, maybe this idea of this random things popping into the, from the past, past changing is not, it seems that our understanding of how time is supposed to work, the past can't change. Though, as I've often mentioned, I don't remember anyone in my education growing up talking about time and, and specifically saying, well, things that happened are in the past and they're immutable. They can't change. They already happened. And I know people say that each of us is generating our own reality at some level. and So it's all kind of arbitrary and, and this sort of Stark, no, no. Start this kind of stark. Uh, the past is the past, and it's done, and, and you can't change it. And there's this consistent history. Maybe that itself is is a big illusion that we'd like to believe. Ooh, a unicorn Pegasus hanging from the ceiling. Great. Anyway, I don't have any ans- I don't have the answer, but I think we can continue to try to a- try and ask better questions. That's all I'm trying to say. If you're in- if I'm interested in it, I'm I, I want to know what's going on. I mean, I do get the sense that this is this thing, this system that we're in, is something that's You know, it's a, it's, it's a good thing, I think. It's cool. I enjoy it, but I'm confused by it. I like these aspects of it. Just even like where I am right now, this weird basement food hall, this weird vibe. It's kind of groovy. <laughs> Anyways. All right, I got to start my long journey home. I think I, I think I found the exit to find that subway station. Uh, I want to thank you for patching into this uh, episode of The Overnight Scape. I'm your host, Frank Edward Nora, and we're here in the Overnight Escape Underground, a radio station inside a book. And um, just go to onsug.com, O-N-S-U-G. That stands for Overnight Escape Underground to get all of your Onsug information, all the latest shows. You can uh, buy a copy of the book, and a new version is coming. I just updated the PDF version of the book this morning. You know, last month, we uh, it was pretty record-breaking. We did 111 hours of content just in January 2023 alone. It was uh, a lot of longer overnightscapes, real long exit ramp, uh, a ton of uh, post-Arlen monologixes, 
from Maverick 88 and a ton of other folks who have been on. Shambles is, is pretty active. So this is, I think this is the longest month we've had ever, 111 hours of, of new material, quality material. Oh, and also uh, the Meanderer had about 24 hours of material out of that 111. Some really, really cool stuff there. So anyway, we're always adding more. This is a very unique project. And um, we have uh, is it ten, over 10,700 individual episodes, over 13,000 hours of material. It's all free. This is a non-commercial project. We're very focused on people listening in both the near and the far future. And we have a unique style. Now that you know about it, we're here for you. Uh, the, the Overnight Scape Underground, we are like your radio pals. And there's so many people to get to know here in the Overnight Scape Underground. And such a long history to the whole thing. And then, of course, I'm going to be uh, doing the uh, 20th anniversary shows coming up in March. Just Yeah, in a little over a month. Well, a mu- about a month and a half. Um, we're going to have the uh, 20th anniversary, and if you, and I would love to hear from you. If I can find my information here, uh, you can leave a voice message. This is very old school. You can use your cell phone to call this phone number and leave a voice message that I will play on the 20th anniversary show, March 27th, 2023. All right, the number is 949 ONS 20th. Can you imagine? I went on Google Voice. This was free, and looked for the phone number that spells out ONS, which is Overnightscape 20th, 20th anniversary, ONS20TH. It was available. That's one in a 10 million chance. It's an it's a California area code, but I don't think it really matters anymore if you're calling California or whatever, right? Uh, so it's 949-ONS20th or 949-667-2084. I love I love that I'm like promoting a telephone number. It feels so 20th century. 949-667-2084 or 949-ONS20th-20TH. Leave your message and I will play it. I really want to hear from you. Um, been getting a bunch of messages in, and the more the merrier. You can call multiple times. Please do. Love to hear from you. And that 20th anniversary episode. I, I am going to try to get my uh, my old equipment out and uh, do do the show in like the same form I used to do it. See how how well that works. I don't know if any of the equipment's going to work, but I haven't used it in years. But anyways, that's what's going on. Also, Overnight Cape Central. It's a show that's been going uh, for over 10 years, um, more than over 10 years, over 11 years, over 12 years. Uh, each week, PQ River in Truth of Consequences, New Mexico, comes up with a new topic. And you, yes, you are invited to record for it. Please think about it. Please consider contributing to Overnightscape Central. We're currently on a Beatles phase. We're going to go through all their albums. Uh, last week, we did Please Please Me, their first album. This week, we did uh, With the Beatles, the second album. We're going by the, the UK releases, which eventually became the standards of the Beatle, Beatles-ology. Um, I thought that was wild. It was a. I learned so much. What a wild review. Uh, you know, with the Beatles is a real mixed bag. Uh, there's some incredible songs, but there's some real clunkers. Like uh, she's got the devil in her heart. <laughs> yes. But the next one coming up is uh, Hard Day's Night. I, I was listening to that. Almost a perfect album, perfect movie. Wow. But after that, Beatles for Sale. They hit another roadblock. Songs like Mr. Moonlight, <laughs> one of their worst songs. <laughs> they were doing covers. I think Beatles for Sale was sort of the last. Oh my God! 
Look at all this meat. <laughs> oh my god, disgusting. Plastic bags full of meat in plastic containers. <laughs> he can't even pick it up because it's out off balance. It fell off his little cart. Oh my god, that's disgusting. <laughs> meat bags. Oh my god. Anyway, now uh, as I'm looking around here, strange basement food hall. There seemed to be something new around every corner. And what's around this corner that you're about to uh, turn towards? Could it be? Indeed. This is the cosmic facility with ba not bags of meat, but bags of audio delights. Yes, we are here. It's the other side. Joe's Day. It's a happy day of celebration when Fonzie returns to those old, old days. Who could say no to the man of the year, huh? Then a blind date has Laverne head over heels in love. And the roommates had a new addition. This is going to have a baby. On Three's Company. Whoever brought her in, get her out. And Ruth Gordon takes a liking to Louie. Tell it someplace else, sister. On Taxi. Root starts November 5th on 4.30 movie. Good morning. Here is the latest news from the Eyewitness Newsroom. Ted Lawrence reporting. Soldiers are stationed throughout Seoul, South Korea, after Friday's shooting death of President Park. The government says Park and five others were accidentally killed during an argument between the president's bodyguard and the nation's intelligence chief. But Korean sources say four presidential security guards died in a shootout with Korean intelligence agents outside the room where Park and Kim Jae-kyu were dining. The official Chinese news media says slain South Korean President Park Chung-hee died as a result of a shooting with his own clique. And this is what the head of the fascist deserves. A medical miracle tonight. The right hand of a Manhattan girl pushed in front of a subway has been successfully reattached. We'll have a report. Peter Bannon continues his investigation of Dapsone, a drug given to Vietnam soldiers it's now believed to cause cancer. And Washington calls for the investigation of those cars with hatchback and tailgate latches. There may be safety defects. The gasoline outlook for the weekend looks good. The Ricardo Club says there may be enough go-around. Now this. Can that dash your wagon hold much? You know it has more room in back than some bigger wagons. How can that be? I haven't the faintest idea. Volkswagen does it again. This Eyewitness News Brief has been brought to you by Volkswagen. Tony Curtis, Monday on the 4.30 movie. The leader in television is now a leader in television news. Watch ABC's World News tonight. We begin tonight with Peter Bannon's continuing series on the controversial drug Dapsone. The drug was given to U.S. servicemen in Vietnam and is now believed to cause cancer. Tonight, an interview with a combat hero who took Dapsone. He has cancer. Police continue their search tonight for the teenager who pushed a Manhattan girl in front of a subway. The girl's severed right hand has been reattached. We'll have a report. Joel Siegel has a review of Players, and Ernie took me to a Greek festival. We'll tell you all about it. Warner with the sports, Spencer with the weather, next on Eyewitness News. Get started now on your road to riches by saving regularly at the dime. The road to riches starts at the dime. The hard crust of reality begins to soften around the edges.
and time melts like a dowdy pocket watch. Shapes flickering behind the things around me, memories of what was projecting through to the possibilities of what may be. The present becomes a fulcrum, a point of uncertain clarity, a reality, a liquid impossible to hold with the hands of reason. But I can swirl ripples through this pond, swim through the waves of experience. I can cup my hands, draw this water up to the lips of my perception, drink deep, emerge and see the ocean around me, gaze upward to the sky and dream the blue so deep within. I feel the other souls around me. Some are like dolphins; they teach me to swim with vigor and joy. Others flounder, splashing frantically. I feel panic and the paradoxical compulsion to both help and flee. Sometimes I help, sometimes I flee. I begin to recognize rafts and boats around me. They are stitched of souls intent. Drift and know that I will not drown. I can also feel a fulfillment, knowing I have saved some others from drowning, just by being as I am. And here is the pearl, the purpose, porpoise in being. My ripples caress the infinite, infinite in circles drifting outward. I am not alone in this ocean. Bridges are easiest built with others. In mutual fulfillment, towards being together, joined, riding the waves. I have learned to swim by realizing that I've known how all along. I just had moments of forgetting. I remember now. Can you? Thousand worlds. 
This is how video games used to be. A ball and two paddles. The object of the game was to hit the ball back and forth until someone missed. This game was very popular in bars and taverns and soon spread into the home market. That was less than 10 years ago. Today, it's a different story. Video games have literally exploded into a million different game variations. They've become sophisticated, complex, and as powerful as a computer. In fact, video games are computers. Inside these machines are literally hundreds of circuits and computer chips, a city of electronic gadgetry and technology. Now the, the program is in these chips here. Those are the, the ROMs they control, they contain the, the memory that uh, has the information. Today's video games are so complex that in some cases it seems to take more time to read the instructions and understand them than it does to actually play the games. And today's video games follow very complex themes. This is Robotron. The object of the game is to save the last human family on Earth from the deadly robots. You do this by destroying the unfeeling things. This game is called Stargate. You must stop the invaders from capturing your humans and mutating them into something evil. This is Wizard of War. You have to kill the various Gar Wars, Warlucks, Thor Wars, and Burr Wars before they kill you. But watch out, some of the monsters are invisible. This is Zaxxon. This game creates the illusion of three dimensions on the screen. In this game, you must invade the enemy fortress, avoid all barriers and defenses, and wreak as much video havoc and destruction as you can. And this is Pac-Man, one of the superstar video games in the business. Here, you must eat energizers and Pac-Men before they eat you. Eating energizers will give you the ability, for a short time, to eat Pac-Men. There are other video games. Amadar, Frogger, Omega Race, Quix, Solar Quest, Galaxin, and they all seem to have similar themes. Object? Destroy the enemy before they destroy you. Your enemy? Alien space invaders, alien warships, robots, and monsters. Success is measured by body count, kill ratio, and the number of items destroyed. You get three chances at succeeding against the enemy. The penalty for failure is video death but you can be resurrected to fight again for only 25 cents. And people do put in their quarters to fight again and again and again. And those quarters add up, making the video game industry into a multi-billion dollar enterprise. There's me. I'm a dude. There's some babe. There's some dude. The spacecraft will now execute the rest of EDL completely on its IMU. The inertial measurement unit. I think we must begin to say no to certain kinds of technology and to begin to control technological change because we've now reached the point at which the technology is so powerful and is so rapid that it could destroy us unless we control it. But what's most important is that we do not simply attempt to act, that we simply do not accept everything, that we begin to make uh, critical decisions about what kind of world we want and what kind of technology we want. Our children, will we save them from future shock? Or are they destined to suffer the same illness that rocks today's society? The directions we choose have consequences not merely for us. Thank you.
choices we make will determine the nature of their world. There is still time.
kids because you won't want to miss a minute of all the fun with the rascals the three stooges and all their pals right here on super 17 for my next track broke by the magician started an avalanche oh that is the avalanche so the hostess broke by the twinkie cake winkie the kid to the rescue Tree, Citadel, Canyon, the Slick Silver Game. Wanna have another fun? Take a drop of water, yes, it's fun. Shake and see how it becomes Slick Silver. Take steady hands, steady nerves. I get it! I lost it. A silvery, slippery, slippery drop. Keep some digging and breaking up. It's up to you to make it stop. Slick Silver. I got it! The Slick Silver Game. Canyon, Citadel, Apple Tree. Each sold separately by Mego. It's yum yum fun that is cool and keen And its name is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine Ice cream 
assembly required, and you mix the punch flavor. It's yummy, Snoopy. It's a yum yum fun that is cool and yummy, and its name is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. Snoopy Snow Cone Machine comes with everything you see here, new from Hasbro. A food processor that can do all of this for under $10. Slice, dice, grate, shred, pear, even julienne and garnish fresh fruits and vegetables. And cheeses faster than ever before. Turn juicy ripe tomatoes into thick or thin slices for salads and sandwiches. Make everyone's favorite. Hundreds of French fries, cottage fries, even potato chips. Crispy thin in just seconds. Enjoy fresh homemade coleslaw the way you like it. Shredded extra fine, fine or coarse. Delicious golden brown onion rings are so simple to make. Use Mr. Chef and never shed a tear. Mr. Chef is a must during canning. Even shells corn without ever losing a kernel. The shredder makes perfect cheese for tacos. Spaghetti, omelets, and salads. Adjust the slicing blade three ways, thick, thin, or thinnest, for everything from luncheon meats to paper-thin onions and tomatoes. Mr. Chef is American-made and features a unique slice-and-store container to keep food fresh and your counter sparkling clean. Mr. Chef is large enough to process whole potatoes and tomatoes, yet stores easily in even the smallest of kitchens. Plus, it's dishwasher safe. Try Mr. Chef for 30 days. Be completely satisfied or return for your money back at $9.95. It's the most economical, convenient, and versatile food processor you will ever use. To order Mr. Come on, Biggie! 
there's an avalanche of rave reviews for The Jokers. Stirring, disturbing, delightful, and devastating. Ingenious thriller. Devilishly witty, wickedly subtle. Brisk, brash, and breezy. That's what the New York Times says. The Jokers successfully carry out their caper as brilliantly as the memorable heist in Rafifi and Top Cappy. Add Saturday Review. Wild and outlandishly funny, says the New York Daily News. Entertaining, taut, and surprising. The ultimate triumph of wild, untamed youth, says the New York Post. The New Yorker magazine hails it as brilliant. The Jokers is a winner, an ace of a picture. A hilarious, spine-tingling romp, says the Toronto Telegram. Judith Christ of the Today Show applauds it as a movie about young swingers. Very intriguing, delightful. The Jokers are indeed Jokers, and a lot of fun to watch. Don't miss The Jokers in Technicolor from Universal.
the hottest deal in beepers. Call 369-2700. Only $14.99. Never miss a call. Call the king of beepers now and order your own beeper. Your ace in the hole. Oh, yeah. J&J Imports, the king of beepers. We've got the one. I'm JJ, king of beepers. Call 369-2700 for your own beeper.
paso, te 